Hi everyone, my name is Victoria Itzgal. This is my first podcast ever. I'm doing this for an English project. I will be an upcoming sophomore. And one of the reasons why I decided to do a podcast is because I feel like what I will be talking about is better when you hear it from my voice. So let's begin. Ever since I've been little, I've always played sports. I started with figure skating, t-ball, and soccer. I wasn't very good at them, but I tried my hardest. My mom kept me very active. As I grew older, I did basketball and horseback riding. I love both of them. I love the feeling of shooting the ball, and I love the feeling knowing I was over 5'1 when I was on a horse. One of the many things I loved about basketball, though, was the physicality of it. I loved how I was able to throw elbows, dive for the ball, and trying my hardest to get the ball from the other team. I started playing basketball at the age of eight. Since I loved the sport so much, I decided to stop horseback riding and focus on my career for basketball. I've had a lot of injuries because of it, from the slightest thing of a jammed finger to a broken nose to a broken wrist. However, I've never hated the sport. Everything happens for a good reason. I ultimately ended up not playing my senior year of high school. Something I didn't mention was that basketball was my only sport. It wasn't my only sport I played. I also played lacrosse. This is where the story begins. I thank basketball for teaching me how to be passionate about something. I thank the sport because it taught me to love. I also thank the sport because it gave me skills to excel. I was introduced to the East Coast sport my freshman year. I was intrigued because I've never heard of lacrosse before. Something new and exciting. At first, I wasn't sure if I would like it. I actually stopped going to the chats after the first day. However, the freshman coach that year was only was my basketball coach as well. I explained that I actually did want to try out. She gave me a chance, and I started playing. With every new sport comes with its challenges. I was fully prepared for that. I sucked. I mean, I really sucked. But I made an insane, insane improvement. Long story short, I ended up being moved to varsity. It was an incredible accomplishment because the varsity team at Deerfield was incredibly good in my freshman year. Continuing on the years of playing, I became a valuable player. At the end of my senior year, I ended up with 100 goals, top 10 in the state, multiple awards, and within those accomplishments, I also played club lacrosse. I traveled to different states, played in multiple state tournaments and showcases. So cases. Within those few short years, I was recognized by different colleges and coaches. When out of all those things, I was never once injured in lacrosse. It was very surprising that I was never injured because of basketball. From this I looked at from this I was looked at by many, many coaches, but for me I decided that it wasn't good to go to the next level. What I did instead was looked at the lower divisions of club sports. I never actually made a decision when I committed to school. Took the summer off in lacrosse and worked and focused on other things. As I entered my freshman year at Illinois State, I ran around the quad to see the sports and clubs that were available. I saw lacrosse was one of them and I ended up putting my name down on the sheet to see what the program was all about. I ended up playing on the team my, that fall, winter, and spring season. Lacrosse helped me through a lot of things in my freshman year. Even though it's a sensitive subject, I struggled a lot with my own mental health. 
I entered my freshman year with a positive attitude, but as things went around, I lost a lot of friendships. But that's a different story. I started questioning my major and thinking, can I really become the doctor I want to be? Can I really be the person I want to be in the future? I started questioning things, but the one thing I never questioned was me playing lacrosse. I used this field to help me complete my schoolwork. I used it almost as an incentive because in high school, you needed good grades to play. Lacrosse helped me make good connections. I'm a shy little girl. I make a little community. However, with all good things, bad things always come up. Before I move on, sensitive subjects will be talked about, and it will be okay. So let's move on. The lacrosse team had a tournament in Lake Forest, Illinois. I live almost five to ten minutes away from this location, so I was extremely excited knowing I was going to be in my hometown. This tournament was by the end of March, March 22nd to the 24th. As many of you know, Chicago had the worst weather. We had two games that the first day, and the second day was only one. I was very confident in our skills as a team and had no awareness that we were able to win. The first game we won beautifully. I couldn't have been prouder. We had a little bit of break between two games, but when the second game was coming along, we were all ready and pumped. As much as I can remember, we were doing good in the first half. But I did feel a little bit of frustration because my shots weren't going the way I wanted. There was about five minutes left in the first half. I got the ball and went down to the right side behind the net. One of my specialties as an attacker is crease rolling. This is where you go around the goal and try to score. I've been doing this since high school. I got the ball and I did the fake out once, ran around the defender, and went to goal. However, when I beat my defender, she slashed, which is an illegal, illegal movement in women's lacrosse. As her stick went down, it hit the base of my neck. When I got hit in the back of my neck, I felt sudden pain went straight to the floor. However, the one thing I didn't notice that my defendant actually tripped over me and landed on my head. I was told that my head went like a little bottle head and I immediately went unconscious for two minutes. I remember waking up and hearing muffled voices around me. I was laying face first in the turf so everything around me was black. I remember moving my head to my neck my hands to my neck because I felt sudden pain and I knew that could be something more. The trainer held my neck and asked me multiple questions. Where is the pain? Can I move my fingers up and down? Do I feel anything else? All those good questions. The main concern was my pain in my neck, which ultimately led to the decision to call the paramedics out of fear that I could have fractured my C1. I laid on the floor, which felt like five minutes, but was actually 15 minutes. I was placed in a C-spine collar and board. I felt immediate pain on the left side of my face and pounding headache. I was taken to Lake Forest Hospital, where I was examined and observed for eight hours. I left with the ER with something I wasn't really expecting, a concussion. So what is a concussion? From the CDC, the definition of concussion is a type of traumatic brain injury caused by a bump, blow, or jolt to the head, or by a hit to the body that causes the head or brain to bounce around and twist in the skull, creating chemical changes in the brain and something stretching and damaging brain cells. From the Concussion Legacy Foundation, some concussion signs are loss of consciousness, problems with balance, glazed look in the eyes, amnesia, delayed responses to questions. Some concussion symptoms are headache, dizziness, nausea, sensitivity to light, sensitivity to noise, 
difficulty with attention, memory problems, loss of focus, anxiety, and depression. From a recent study of the CDC, they state that teenagers are especially vulnerable to concussion. A 2017 survey teenagers of the CDC found that 2.5 million teenagers experience a concussion in sport. Now, since I've given you all those facts, and you might be thinking maybe I did have a concussion way back when, here's my experience. I've had a concussion for the past four months. When I was initially diagnosed, I had extreme light sensitivity, noise sensitivity, nausea, dizziness, difficulty concentrating, memory loss, and headaches. I was put on bed rest from my neck for two weeks and stayed at home. I was put into a dark room because the slightest light bothered me. After about three weeks, I went to see a concussion specialist who cleared me to go back to school. Within that week, the following symptoms occurred. Extreme memory loss, numbness on the right side of my face, numbness on the left side of my body, headaches excelled to migraines, and every symptom I had went up to a 10 in the pain scale. I immediately went back to the ER, but I was told to go back if things got worse. Went back three different times. I've received MRI with contrast and two CT scans. When I went back to my doctor on my case, I basically declined so rapidly that I had to leave school because of it. I didn't finish my freshman year and struggled with symptoms for the next two months. One of the symptoms that really caused me to fall into a depression was my memory problems. When it was very severe, I wasn't able to remember anything for the past hour. I lived in a moment, but where I didn't know anything. Everything around me was so unfamiliar that I felt I had no purpose. I felt like life would be easier for me because nobody would worry about me. I confided with my friend's mom, explaining I'm struggling and questioning. I confided in my best friend, Nicholas, who explained to me it was normal. I confided in him because after years of being an excelled hockey player, was forced to leave the sport because of multiple concussions. He explained to me that I wasn't alone, that I would make it through it. Everything I felt was normal, even though for me, it wasn't normal. He explained to me that the process, and yes, it sucked, and yes, it will be long, and maybe you'll never be the same, but I was still here. I was still able to talk, walk, and breathe, while some other people weren't so lucky as me. Thank you for all the talks, Nicholas. Your knowledge and helpful tasks helped me go through this grueling four-month process of up and downs and helping me know that I will come on top. After the many talks with him, I looked into why I was in a deeper sadness than I was before. So I looked into mental health and the link between concussions. I did a lot of research, and one of the findings I found from the article come, A Risk of Depression in Retired Professional Football Players by Kevin Jozowski, stating that, our findings have implications of understanding the relationship to a traumatic brain injury to a lifetime history of depression. TEB can cause results in different lesions of the brain depending on the mechanism of the injury. These lesions result in biochemical changes, including increased excitatory neurotransmitter, which has been implicated to neuron loss and cell death. A potential mechanism for a lifelong depression could be the initial loss of neurons, which ultimately can lead to major depression. 
The structural changes could put any individual at a greater risk of depress- a depressive episode, creating a positive feedback cycle predicting of the original injury. Continuing on to from the same article, several psych- psychologists correlates between TBD and depression have been identified. The most common correlate is the disruption of social relationships. This occurs when a family member who bears the burden of long-term care for TBI or occurs in among friends. All relationships and friendships are often disrupted, and many TBI patients may delay their return to work and never work again. The depressed TBI patients most likely do not engage in activities that were once enjoyable. As you see from these studies, you can see that depression is not uncommon for somebody who suffered from a concussion or a traumatic brain injury. It's actually common for someone to get depression because of the chemical changes. It's not often talked about. It's not often looked at. I see it all the time. I see athletes who suffer from it. All the signs that were there, but they were always told you'll be okay, just shake it off. Well, from these current findings and from my own personal experience and other personal experience, it's okay to not be okay. Although I wasn't able to have an exact interview with anyone, I reached out to multiple people who had concussions and how it's affected them over the years. And now I hear, and now we're here, now I am here to tell their story. I asked what symptoms they might have been at, may, had and now are having and how it affected their health. Thank you for those who are willing to share with me today. To, to begin, Ellie Joel. Honestly, I've, from Ellie Joel, she states, Honestly, I just feel like I'm in a haze. Not really here, if that makes sense. I'm very irritable and sensitive to everything. Light sounds in my own voice. I felt like everyone around me hates me and I cried myself to sleep for no reason. I'm struggling to get words out in complete sentences. Next person, Haley. I can't really remember a lot of, a lot anymore from my past. If I say something, I will forget it. What I said in the next five minutes, it gets me frustrated. And it gets a lot of people other frustrated because I can't carry a conversation that long. If I, if a person drags to reply, if I get up too fast, I feel like I'm gonna pass out. I'm not supposed to play any contact sports anymore. Alyssa, when I initially had my concussion, the only memory I lost, the only memory I lost was the day prior. However, my ability to both recall old memories and make new ones was forever impacted. Suddenly, I found myself unable to Im- ima- imagine faces. My mom is my best friend, and someone that I see every single day had a blurred face in my memory. I began having trouble concentrating and remembering details and important details in my life. My memories with my relatives were disappearing, and I only recall f- them from what people tell me. My mental health has been impacted because of it. I've always suffered from anxiety and depression, but not as badly as I do now. My anxiety medi- medica- medication has been tripled in dosage. I seem to forget what people tell me within minutes. However, I'm persevering through difficult times. I would go into full panic attacks every time. I would have to leave class to go break down in the bathroom in my car because I was so overwhelmed by the information that I could retain. I took a less heavy course load and finished my first year of college with academic honors. I refuse to let my brain injury become all that I am. Thank you for those who shared their experience with me. I'm so glad that I was able to find these stories. From all these amazing stories I've been told you and from my own experience, 
I learned a lot about it. All the research and everything I've learned from the numerous ER doctors, my own doctor, my own symptoms, my own pain, people's stories, research, I finally became aware of mental health. Today, I still have many of the symptoms I had previously. Barbara, I learned from all the conversations, I will get better. My memory may be a permanent thing for me, but something I could adjust. As Elizabeth said, I would not let my concussion define who I am today. Although it has left me with serious setbacks, maybe even for my future, I became so much more aware about the mental health, about the correlations between teabagging and concussions. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. I hope everyone knows whatever you are suffering from. There are people out there who are suffering something similar or something exactly you are. Reach out and use your voice. Know it's okay to not be okay. Thank you.